Hello and welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for this special session, Rescue and Renewal Women's Conference. In these lessons, we'll hear from several different ladies on several different topics in regards to rescue and renewal. We hope that you enjoy these lessons as they will be very applicable to each of your lives as women. Thanks again for joining us. We hope that you enjoy it. You guys know that I have a heart for missions. Um, I was actually supposed to be in Guatemala, like right now. Um, But there were some things that came up, and I had to make some really hard choices. And I was like, God, just like, if you could open another door so I would know, like, that's not, you don't want me in Guatemala. And it was really cool because the next day, Haley texted me and was like, Hey, um, <laughs> do you want to like speak at the conference for one of the breakout rooms? I was like, I guess I have to now because I just asked God for it. Um, so I, I'm really excited, super nervous because this isn't what I usually do. Um, I work with little kids, so if I teach, it's a kindergarten age. Um, so this is different, so bear with me. Um, I'm sure you guys will because you guys are chill. And I have my little notes right here. Well, for me. Um, so I've, I've been telling a lot of people that I'm coming up here to talk to you guys about, well, fellowship is what I was asked to talk about, one of the things that she was like, maybe fellowship accountability. Um, so a lot of people have been in prayer, and I'm super thankful for that, because I think that's why I've been so calm. Like, I'm usually like, this is my hand usually, like, people are like, are you having a seizure? No, I'm just nervous. <laughs> um... But before we get started, I want to pray again because just like to clear my mind, it helps me stay at peace. Um, so let's just pray real quick. Um, dear God, we just thank you for just the ability we have and the freedom um, to come together and just study your word and encourage each other um, through the truth of what you say. Um, we just pray for the other people speaking right now as well and me, just give us um, your words to say and not just ours that we speak, um, not just our own wisdom, but the wisdom that we find in your word, God. Um, we just pray for the rest of the conference that we would be able to take things home and apply them to our lives and just start um, start using those so that we can grow closer to you, God. And we pray for, especially Ukraine right now, uh, everything that's going on over there. We just praise you for the safety that you've brought um, to many of the families I know there. God, we just pray that you would um, you would show your presence there, and that they would they would be constantly reminded that you never leave them nor forsake them, um, and that they can find comfort in that. Um, I also pray that you just give and provide opportunities for the people there in Ukraine um, to minister to people um, who might not have been able to be ministered to or um, have been able to hear the gospel, God, that this, even though it seems like a terrible thing, that uh, you would just use it for good and to spread your gospel, God. Um, We just pray for all of us today that we would just be able to finish this week out by glorifying you um, and do that for the rest of our lives. Did you see anything? Sorry, I, this is definitely a side note, but we've got time. It's okay. Um, I, I went to, um, Ukraine in the summer, and so I know a lot of people there, and like some of the places that were bombed, I was there at those places. So it's like it just kind of hits home a little differently when like you know them, 
Um, but I'm thankful because we they do have internet, so like they're still able to like, communicate with us and kind of keep us updated. So it's really awesome. That's yeah. now off with a side note. Back to um, so one of the things that Haley said that she was like, this is a good topic, was like accountability and fellowship. I mean, it's something that I thought would be good to talk about because, like, especially during, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm assuming some of you guys are in college. I, you're not in college. <laughs> it's starting okay. over, so. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, are you guys in college? Yeah. Okay. So my first two years of college, I didn't use fellowship or utilize it in the way that I should have. And I wish I would have um, just been taught how to, or at least I'm sure I was taught. I just wasn't aware of it or taking the time to actually utilize fellowship in the way that it should have been used. Um, so I wanted to talk about fellowship. And there's three different types of fellowship that I want to talk about, and then maybe some ways that we can apply it. Um, so I like to define terms before I go on and like into a lesson about something. And my dad always told me this. He said, fellowship is two fellows in a ship going the same way. <laughs> I know it sounds so silly, but like if you think about that for every type of fellowship, like it makes sense. Uh, because you have to be walking down that road or in the uh, going in the water with them because <laughs> it's a boat, but walking down that road with them um, with the same end goal in mind. Because if you don't have that same end goal, you're not going to be traveling that same path with them. Um, so the first type of fellowship I want to talk about is fellowship with God. And we'll mainly be in First John for fellowship with God. So if you guys want to turn where you can. Are any of you guys really good at reading? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of passages and I'm not good at reading. You said John or First John? First John. It'll be the first chapter. First, yeah, chapter 1, verse 5 through 10. Um, before we get into that, I just kind of want to talk about the importance of fellowship. Um, God created us to have a relationship with Him. And it's really cool because you see that throughout the whole Bible. Like, through Genesis um, and creation, like He wanted to make man in His own image so we have a soul um, and we can live forever. And then you see how Adam and Eve were in the garden and He created this beautiful garden for them and they were just with God there. And then you see through the fall, um, how they had to be separated from God and they had spiritual death like they couldn't be with God anymore and so then you see after the fall this plan that God has and how he's like had his hand in so many different places so that he could bring people back to himself and you see that through at Abraham and he tells Abraham listen I'm gonna make a great nation out of you so that I can bring Jesus and then you see through Jacob, the same thing, and Joseph, and how Joseph had to be sold, sold into slavery. His, his brothers meant it for evil, but even though they meant it for evil, God used it. He was able to save not only all of Egypt, but his family, and so that they could be used by God to bring Jesus. And even in Ruth, how she left her family and her home, and then through her and her husband was the line of David, which is super cool. And then you see Jesus come and fulfill that, and then the curtain torn in the temple so that we can have fellowship with him. And then you see in Revelations how we're going to have fellowship with glorified bodies, and we'll be with him forever in this glorified state. Here, we, have, we can have fellowship with him, but we still have sin separating us because we are human. No matter how great you think you are, or I think I am, 
like we're gonna sin and there's gonna be that separation. Um, so that's kind of like the importance of it. And then um, fellowship is different than sanctification, uh, salvation. Salvation happens once um, you believe. Acts 16.31 says if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're saved. Okay? Um, and you're sealed until the day of redemption. That's in Ephesians. Um, fellowship is a part of the sanctification process. It's something that we will have. We'll be in and out of it. Um, and we'll kind of talk about that. What we're going to talk about is how we can have fellowship and how we can lose fellowship and then how we regain that fellowship again with God. So in 1 John, um, does anyone want to start reading 1 John? I can John start. Chapter? Uh, chapter 1, verse 5 through 10 is all it is. So five verses. I can do it. Cool. Thank you. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, I guess somebody's going to take over. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Thank you. I love this passage. We just went, my Bible study just finished up a study through First John. Um, and it was just, it was good and convicting. Um, so fellowship, how do we have fellowship with God? Well, it starts with confession, um, because you have to be walking in the light, and you have to be walking in the truth. Um, I'm sorry, I say um a lot, so you're going to hear it, and that's okay. You just have to bear with me on that. <laughs> Sometimes we're not always living in the light, and there's sin that can create that barrier. So in order to have fellowship with him, we have to be right with him. So that means confessing our sins confessing those we have to repent of them so that means we're not just like oh yeah sorry god i yelled today i was angry and i lashed out and was unkind and then 10 minutes later we do the exact same thing because we're hungry because i do that all the time um and that as soon as you do that again there's that barrier because god is holy god is perfect he is light and there's no darkness that can be in him so if there's darkness in you, you cannot be having that fellowship with him. So confession. And then walking in the light. Um, it talks about walking in the light. It says that um, when you walk in the light, not only do you have fellowship with God, but you get to have fellowship with believers, which is super cool. That's going to be something. That's the second one we're going to talk about. Um, what are some other ways do you guys think? I ask questions because I guess like what do you mean walking in the light like that's very vague yeah that's what that's basically what my question was like how do you think you walk in the light because it's one thing to say it saying in the word yeah saying in the word um I have practicing the truth so it's one thing to just read the word uh it's another thing to apply it into your life James says it I think it's James um when you know that you have to do something and you don't do it it's the same um, memorizing the word really helps me. So um, last night, the speaker, Summer, I think it is, right? She was talking about how thoughts are um, really huge because they're basically 
um, they control everything. And so when your thoughts start going down the wrong path, like for me, um, I worry a lot and I try to control the situations that I have no control over. And so when I start worrying about those thoughts, um, I have to combat it. And so I, I have memorized certain verses so that I can go and um, combat that at a thought instead of doing it later when I've already had a panic attack or something. You know, and so then I, <laughs> I've already come and had all of this, gone through the whole process, and I'm like, oh, now I'm going to meditate on this word, but catch it before it becomes an action or a sin. Um, what are some other ways you guys think that you can walk in the light? Did you say, like, don't intentionally sin? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so catching it before it becomes an actual sin. No, a lot of people say know what your trigger is. I don't, I don't fully understand what that is because I don't know what my triggers are. But um, I, I start with my thoughts. So I have to filter out my thoughts before it becomes an action. Well, in James chapter 1, it says, each one is tempted when by his own evil desire. Mm. That's your thoughts. Yes, it is. He's dragged away and enticed. Mm -hmm. So this is where it starts. Yeah. And that's what I taught my kids. You know, you control your thoughts. You control your choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's just like a little thought can get in and you continue to um, dwell on it. It can just grow into yeah. something massive until you like, take action. It just spirals until it's something that's huge that it didn't need to be. Um, in the first place. Yeah, in the first place. You just would have caught it when it was something small. And I guess um, going to church and um, fellowshipping with other believers mm. is also... Yeah. Hebrews talks about that. Hebrews talks about how um, being in true fellowship with other believers can help you um, not have a hardened heart because of a sin issue, um, because they're encouraging you, they're holding you accountable. Um, when something is hard, they're helping you endure that because you all have that same goal in mind. And so when we, okay, here's an example. Me and my friend, actually my brother, my brother and his girlfriend, and I'm friends with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, we love going to the gym. Um, I, I love working out. I've always been super active. And two nights ago, they were going to go to the gym after we had Bible study. And I texted her and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go because I had to get up early the next morning. And my brother calls me. And we both, we both have this goal in mind. We want to be the healthiest we can. Um, and we want to push our bodies to the limits um, to train ourselves to have self-discipline. And so when my brother called me, I knew right away. I was like, yeah, you're right. I have to do this because this is a goal. And so believers can help us do that. They can help us stay walking in the light by encouraging us um, because we have that same goal in mind. It's super cool. Um, so walking in the light. Um, how many of you guys have heard the word remain or abide? Abide. Yeah, it's a super, super common word, especially in First John. Mm -hmm. uh, abiding is basically, or remaining, in the Greek it meant like to dwell in one place. I'm not going to give you the Greek word because <laughs> I can give you like the letters. <laughs> I can't spell it for you or like sound it out. Uh, but in First John, it's talking all about how you can abide or stay in that fellowship. So fellowship is when you have that intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. And then abiding is when, how long you can stay in that intimacy. And so First John is so cool because it gives you all these super cool ways of how to stay in the light. Um, loving is another one. Um, because if we focus on the love that God has for us, it's very easy for us to um, also love others. And so when we're abiding in Christ, we're focusing on 
what God did for us. And then it's easier for us to have fellowship with other believers. Um, how do you think you can lose fellowship with God? Or do you think you can lose fellowship with God? Yeah, you can lose fellowship. Yeah. You, you, can, uh, you can step out of, um, how do I say this? You can step farther and farther away from him, and it seems like he's not near you, but he's always with you. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, lose um, Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Like, God is always with us. Because mm-hmm. God is, I mean, he created you. Um, he has his plan for you, and he's and He's seeing that plan through. But um, if we look at fellowship as this, we're together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're two people in a ship going the same direction. If God's walking beside us, that intimacy of a friendship, kind of. Um, then, yeah, I, I do think that we can lose that. Um, that yeah. We get off the ship. Yeah, we get off the ship. But he, yeah. he didn't leave us, we left. Yeah, we let we leave yeah. him. It's not that he, salvation is something we'll always have. He'll always be with us. But when we focus on something, we see that island over there that's actually a mirage. We're like, let's just kind of, kind of let's swim to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're outside of the ship at that point, right? Um, I think yeah, so when we have something in our lives that we put above God, that's, which is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. So and sin is an umbrella. It sneaks in if we don't realize. Yes, right. it can it's, sneak it's in. It's sneak in, and it's kind of like, those are the ones that get me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's not a bad thing. Bananas are yeah. good for you. But when you leave the ship, you go get the banana. Right. Yeah. And then you keep on going because, oh, there's a coconut tree over there. Coconut's yeah. good yeah. too, mm-hmm. you know? It's... Satan puts carrots, and he can he yeah. sneaks you out that way. It's, it's not crazy. just that I'm just getting off the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's never like that. Yeah, it's, it's it's dangerous because we're living in the flesh while we're having felt, which is special because think about it. You're only having seventy years where you get to have to choose to say no to yourself because once glorification happens, like yeah, you just it's just always automatic. So it's kind of cool, but it's also super hard and, and scary because. Like you're living in your flesh, that's it's so hard to keep that mindset of of purity, um, especially when the world is telling you all these things and it's just indoctrinating you all the time. And you just it's yeah, like you're right, like the banana the banana is not the bad part, but it's how you it's what you do to get there, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes Satan Satan has a way of twisting the truth just a little, and so we have to so be on guard. Because he's the author of confusion. Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary, but kind of comforting because I know that I have the spirit in me. So, yeah, I just have to be able to use that and utilize it and listen to the spirit and not myself. Um, and then getting back, so sin honestly is what leads us to come out of fellowship with God. I I like to use my hands. I'm sorry, guys. So, like, I'm very visual. Uh, fellowship. Okay, so you said confession, walking in the lane, what was the third thing? Um, so losing your fellowship is, I think what I started talking about is sin. Did I have a third point? Like, how, how do we have fellowship with God, confession, walking in the light? Yeah, and then we talked about, like, different ways to walk in the light. Right, okay, so we're not with this. No, you're good, you're fine. Um, I started talking about, like, how we can lose fellowship. So I guess that's technically a third thing. Um, and that's sin. So if there's any type of sin in your life, and it's hard because sometimes we don't realize we have sin in our lives. So that's why we have to always be um, reflecting. 
self-reflecting and looking at ourselves and asking God and confessing our sins to God so that we can have that fellowship with Him. Um, the second one that I wanted to talk about was fellowship with believers. I don't know why I set this down. <laughs> um, there's a lot of ways to have fellowship with believers. Um, fellowship is different than friendship, though. And this is where it was hard for me in high school and even college because I just took all friendships as friendship and nothing as fellowship. And so when I went and hung out with people, they were good people because they were all from the church. I was a very protected child. Um, I didn't go to public school, so I didn't have bad influences. But when I hang out with those people, or when I did hang out with them, what did I do? I just kind of like talked about school, which is not a bad thing. Um, we talked about if I should cut my hair, or basketball, or the new boy I liked, or you know, just all those things. And those aren't necessarily bad, but those are focuses of this fleshly world. And if I'm not also getting focusing, like getting that encouragement about the future and heavenly thoughts, um, then it's it's not true fellowship, in my opinion, because we're not walking down that road towards towards the end goal. Um, yeah, we're there, but we're talking about what's over there on the island. We might be in the same boat, but we're looking out this way or the boat's going that way, if that makes sense. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk about some different ways that we could, that the Bible talks about having fellowship um, and what that looks like. And I know I did not do David and Jonathan. I should have. I, I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> it's such a great one, but that's okay. It's fine. Um, so the first one is love. I'm going to talk about 1 John chapter 4. This is when we start getting into the good scriptures. I, I might not even say anything. We might just read these scriptures because the word says it just perfect enough. Right? Um, 1 John chapter 4 verses. Um, you know, let's just start from 7 and go to 12. Um, I can read it because I didn't read the last one. Okay, just bear with me if I start saying things wrong. <laughs> uh, beloved, let us not love one another. Let us, let us love one another. <laughs> Woo! This is, I'm not speaking here. See, I promise it was an accident. For love is from God, and whoever, love, whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his son into the world so that we might love through, live through him. In this, love, love. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to, to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Um, okay. So my first question for you guys is, how would you define love? Love is uh, patient, love is kind, it does not envy, love is never proud, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angry, it keeps no record of wrong, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, mm-hmm. it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, never counts. Wow. So I guess we're not going to turn to first Corinthians, because <laughs> uh, that was my next passage. No, that's Sorry. great. No, that's awesome. 
Um, you're right. It's all of those things. And those those attributes that you just gave are not based off of an emotion. We have the choice to be patient with somebody when they're annoying us. We have the choice to bear somebody or bear the burdens with somebody. Okay, those are choices. Um, and it's not, those aren't beneficial to me necessarily, our flesh. They can be, um, but when we think about it, we're like, well, I don't, what I want to do is to yell at you because you're annoying me. <laughs> I use yelling a lot because I'm a very passionate person and I have a lot of si- I have five siblings. So there's always arguments in our house. That's why. <laughs> so you get me. Um, love is not, the world views love as an emotion and something you act upon, whereas love is something that we we do and it's not something that causes us to act upon but because we act upon because we love because we want to show love instead of like oh I just have this emotion of love right so I'm gonna hold your hand (laughs) I'm just being funny at this point you guys get me um man I don't know why I have to record all this I'm sorry (laughs) okay I really hope that's not going on the podcast it's fine. It's good. Um, so loving. So um, based off of Corinthians, which is what you're talking about, how are ways that you can show love to other believers in the church? Serving. Yeah. By giving your time. Yeah, sacrificing time. Sometimes resources depending on what they need. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. That's in, uh, in Acts, that's, we'll kind of get into that, but in Acts 2 it talks about the first church that was formed, like there are people who needed things. They literally sold their possessions. And back then, it wasn't a first world country where they literally had too much of their stuff. I mean, maybe there were some people who were rich and had enough to give, but like, when they were selling their stuff, like it was probably stuff that they needed. And they, they decided that this person needed it more, um, which is really cool. And I think those examples are Jews, and Jews were taxed. Mm-hmm. They had their tithes that the Jewish people were required to give, plus yeah. they were under Roman law. Yeah. They, you know, basically almost 75% of their income went right. out the door for that. And yeah. it's like, so they, mm, tough times. Yeah, for real, compared to us. And we're like, oh, well. I mean, how often do you sell something to give to someone else? I mean, we're rich enough, we could probably just give them money. But, I mean, to have that heart to be willing to give literally anything of your possessions to somebody else. Then there's also like listening to them and um, like understanding and not yeah. um, being quick to judge. Their yeah, I think that goes a lot along with like patience. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Hold on, I have to read it because it's it's wordy, and I know I won't word it right because I, I I'm not good with words. Um, is there someone? Don't give me names, but is there someone? in the church that's hard to love and what about that person makes it hard to love? Have you ever had a situation with that? Mm-hmm. They don't. They will say one thing. They don't practice what they preach. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's really hard to love them when they say one thing. They post on social media all yeah. these passages, stuff like that, and then they go off making these bad decisions, talking bad about you, mm. all that stuff. It's 
it's hard to show love. Yeah, especially since like they're literally believers. They're the ones who should know. Like it's a little easier when you know they're not saved and they don't know the truth. But when it's like somebody a part of the church, like, you should know better. <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard to show patience and kindness to them. Can be hard to to show love and kindness to um, someone who's just returning that with the hypocrisy and mm-hmm. and two facing this. Yeah. Like, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My one for my family. Well, I shouldn't talk for all of them because it's literally out of podcast. But my sister is talking, and I after thinking about it for a while, I think this is me too, and I think it's just because this is how my dad raised me. But laziness. And it's not necessarily like, obviously Proverbs talks about being lazy. It's not wise. But it's not like a straight up sin. Okay, maybe. Uh, it can lead to sin. Okay. Proverbs says not to do it. It's not wise. Okay. But it's not like they're going out and murdering somebody. But it gets to me so much. And it just nags at me when somebody is lazy. And I just, I'm not very kind to them. I need to work on it. I'm not going to lie. I'm confessing my sins to you guys. <laughs> um, I have a hard time showing patience to somebody who is lazy. That's one that I really struggle with. And my sister, too, because she's the one who pointed it out. So, move my paper up over here. <laughs> Loving is what? What you need to work on? Sharing the truth in love. Yeah. <laughs> sharing the truth in love. Yeah. A different way. No, I'm literally that's that here, right yeah. here on my paper. I'm, you you want to teach here? You, <laughs> <the paper. laughs> you got it. You guys basically said my whole outline by this point, so it's great. It's all connected. It's all connected. It really is. Um, showing love is an amazing way that you can fellowship with other believers because you're representing Christ, and even when they're not acting the way that they should be. Um, you're being that representation for Christ. And sometimes, I'll be honest, like, when I have a bad attitude and then I see somebody respond to me in a godly way, it usually triggers something. I go, oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's how I should be living right now. And then I feel convicted. So I think that's something that I should have worked on because showing love not only is good because it encourages people, um, and it is a way to tell the truth, or tell them the truth, teach the truth. Um, but it's also a way to just be an example for them um, to do right. Um, the other one is encouraged. This one's in Hebrews 10. Um, sometimes it's hard in life to keep walking down the Christian road when I don't know why I say Christian road. Just like life is hard, okay? And to live it in a way that's glorifying to God and living by the Spirit and not in flesh. It is. Um, but it's really cool because God's blessed us. It says in Ephesians that he blessed us with each other um, so that we can keep going. And so um, in Hebrews 10, hold on, I'm not even there. I don't even know what I'm doing. Where's Hebrews? Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. I should be able to quote it because I didn't memorize it one time. That was a while back ago. Yeah, which version did you know? Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) It's like 10 versions. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. I hope I wrote the right one there. 25. It 
is sh super short, so I can read it. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as it as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see day, the day drawing near. Um, this is super cool because Paul's like, not only is he telling us to love one another, okay, which is what we just talked about, but he's also telling you that we need to encourage each other because the day's drawing near. Um, and I pretty, okay, what do you, I'll just ask another question because I love questions. What do you think he means by the day is drawing near? What is the day? Yeah. I think that's what he's talking about. I could be wrong. Mine's capital, so. Okay, if it's all. Yeah, I think it's talking about when Jesus comes back. Um, or even the judgment day. Yeah, know? judgment day. Um, that day is drawing near. We don't have very much longer, okay? A lot of people say, every generation does this, I think. And I was like, oh my word, this world is so, and it happens with like the older people, you know? Um, and they're like, this day is so, I believe it. It's so evil, this world that we live in. But it's just going to get worse. And it's not well, like it's we haven't seen this. So yeah, we haven't have seen it. Oh, yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Go look right, at that. Yeah, like, it's yeah. evil. I was talking to someone, and they said, like, literally after, like, right after Jesus ascended, that generation was like, oh, he's coming back because we're in terrible time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, First Thessalonians was literally written because they were like, mm -hmm. did we miss it? <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, help us. <laughs> <laughs> My friend yeah. died. He's not going to He's not gonna be for it. Okay. So, anyhow, I don't know why I got in First Thessalonians. That's not on my paper. That's okay. Uh, you know, there's a place. Yeah, but we're supposed to encourage each other because that day is coming. Um, it's hard sometimes to remember that and keep that in mind. But when we have people in that same boat with us, reminding us about that goal and that that end mark over there, then it's a whole lot easier for us to keep going. Um, which brings me to my next one, which is endurance. And it's super similar to encouragement. Um, it's kind of more the outcome of what encouragement is, is for us to endure. And this is Acts 2. Yeah, Acts chapter 2. So this is the first church um, right after Pentecost. Super cool church. Kind of wish I could have been there. Is that verse 1 or verse? Um, it's verse 40, 40. 42 through 47, actually. Do you want to read it? Or? You can read it. You like how I put it. <laughs> Forty three or 42, 42 to 47. Okay. This is the fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the break to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Mm -hmm. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I use this for endurance. Hold on. I zoned out the last two verses. And so I'm rereading them in my head because I, my mom says I'm not ADHD, but I probably am. <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, endurance. 
Okay, so these believers, um, and day by day, attending the temple and breaking bread in their homes, they received the food with glad, generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number. Um, so I use this because it's super easy when we are alone, and now you're going to have to go listen to the podcast about loneliness, to get discouraged and give up. Uh, but you see that even in the very beginning of the church, these people were meeting together every day. Like how often, like, we come to church, like, twice a week, okay? I should probably do better about that. But they're literally day by day attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes. So not only are they meeting in the temple, but they're meeting in their homes. And by doing this, they're able to endure. Um, not only that, but they're a great testimony. Um, it says that uh, praising God and having favor with all people, okay? So they were like, people saw them, and they were like, man, like these people, I don't know what's different about them, but I can see something different. And then they get curious, and so then they go, and they see this true love of God, and then they're able to share the gospel with them. So honestly, maybe I, I'm off topic because I was supposed to be enduring, but it's all gone. Fellowship is a great testimony because they get to see the true love of God. Yeah, we're humans. Yeah, we're going to get mad. Sometimes we're not going to be patient with everybody. But usually, if you're living in the Spirit, you're going to go back and you're going you're gonna to make things right with those believers. Okay, That's a part of even... I know that we've talked about confession with God, but confession with believers is also super important. It tells us to do that in a lot of passages in the Bible because... If your fellowship, like, if your friendship, like, if I've done something to offend you, you're not going to like it very much if I come up and act like nothing's happened. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? You know, so, like, I've broken that relationship and I need it to be fixed. And so confession is a part of that. So, yeah, we live in this broken world. And, yeah, we still sin as humans. But they see, even when we do sin, they're going to see, okay, we have this, this, uplifting way of um, healing that friendship, if that makes sense. The last one is accountability. Um, this is a huge one, and this is one that I didn't do, um, and I'm still trying to do. In Hebrews 12, like I said, we're going to be kind of all over the place. Hebrews 12, <clears throat> 3, no, did I say Hebrews 12? I meant Hebrews 3, I'm sorry. Hebrews 3, 12 through 13. And then I'm going to go really quickly through the last one, which is fellowship with the world. Okay. Um, I'll read it real quick because it's only like three verses. Take, take care, brothers, lest there be any of, of you evil, any of you an evil unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold to the original confidence, firm, um, firm to the end. That's conviction. What? Conviction. Where does it say that? Uh, I just lost it. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, it says, uh, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so then, we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our uh, original conviction firmly to the truth. Oh, that's so weird. Mine says confidence. Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's totally different. Yeah. Dang, I'm going to have to go look that up. I'm going to look it up. Look, look up the up real word and I'll come back. Yeah, what version do you read from? NIV. Okay. Ah. I have um, ESV. That's what I'm oh, reading. And I'm reading NIV. Oh, in it. Wow, we've got all sorts of versions <laughs> in here. This is fun. I, I just thought you said, like, <laughs> no, I knew you pronounced saying. conviction as confidence. <laughs> and you're like, bro, that's not what? right, dude. <laughs> I was like, where? Where is this? Uh, I'm going to look that up and we can talk about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I'd like to know what they actually mean there. Yeah. What? Which, which yeah, verse? Yeah, mine doesn't say either of those. What verse are we on? What does yours say? Verse, verse 14. 14. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast. The beginning of our sh- the beginning of our assurance mm. firm unto the end. Okay, okay so we, we have assurance, conviction, assurance, and confidence. Conviction that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> so, like, this is what we truly believe. Okay. This is what we know to be right. Like so I have confidence true. that this is right. I have assurance that this is true. Yeah. I'm convicted that this is this is. Yeah. The right. What is the first part of your verse like, say? For we have become partakers of Christ. What does yours say? We have come to share in Christ. That's what mine says. What does your say? Partakers? Yeah, what does that part mean? Is that, is that the salvation we, part? We, we, take, fellowship we take part in... Uh, I think that's the fellowship part. Okay. Yeah. Because we all, we all are part of... It's almost like an intimacy. Like thing. the body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Because... Um, so the sanctification part of salvation. Probably. That sounds right. Sanctification part. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I was a scholar. It'd be really cool finding all things. Um, yeah. So this was kind of something we're going through Hebrews now in my Bible study. Um, and just like you have to have somebody there exhorting you, holding you accountable how accountable so that you're not gonna be hardened by a sin that you have. Mm-hmm. And so that's not only does it take self reflection, but it also takes, you know, somebody who's holding you accountable. And you can look at the example of Paul and Timothy and Barnabas, um, which has mentor, mentee, and then you have, um, you also have that friendship, the accountability. Um, and you can just see, I, I didn't study that, so we're not going to get into it. But if you want to, that's a really good um, go look at all the times that Paul interacts with Barnabas and all the times he interacts with Timothy, Timothy with Paul, and you'll see these different like mentors um, being a mentee and being accountable to somebody and how that's going to help you endure. Um, it's going to help encourage you when you're down and stuff. Um, the last point, I'm not even going to get into the verses. I'll just kind of quote them in my brain because I have them, is with the world. Um, so fellowship and friendship is different, okay? Fellowship is something that we have. It's more intimate um, because we have an end goal. Friendship is going to coffee with somebody, okay? Or you have a friend. I played basketball, so... Yeah, no, it, it can definitely go together. Um, but it's, it's not going to be that... You can't encourage somebody because of that end goal in friendship if they're an unbeliever. And so um, the last point was fellowship with the world. We can't have fellowship with the world. The Bible tells us not to. The world is dark. It says that um, we, we should be of the world. We should well, live in the world but not of the world. Um, because in the world there are fleshly desires. 
Right. The fleshly, uh, the love of flesh, the love of fleshly. Hold on, I am going to have to go to the call. Yeah, we, we can love people without yeah. loving the lifestyle of, and choices. And yeah, everything. and love is not that emotion or support. Like, oh, I support, support you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this gay wedding because you're my friend. Well, love is also telling the truth. you got to do it in a loving manner, mm-hmm. being patient, being kind with them. That's what it is. Um, so being able to show love to the world uh, in a biblical sense but not allowing them to have fellowship with you because then you're influenced by the world and that's when you're gonna jump out, right? Because it's sneaky how you can, it's so, it's so hard because you want to be able to witness to them, and I know we're out of time, but being able to witness to them and stuff, and still not getting too close to where they're going to influence you by their the world because it's sneaky, like you said. Satan can use if he just has a foot in the door, he's gonna he'll, he'll get you. So you have to be aware um, when you're when you're with the world and be sure that it's not a fellowship and an intimate thing, mm-hmm. more of a friendship and trying to reach them with the gospel because they're lost. Thanks for joining us for True to the Bible podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you have any questions about this lesson or any of the other True to the Bible podcasts, don't hesitate to contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope that you join us for our next lesson.